0: Stuff and Lou, and welcome to our podcast Triggered.
1: We are here to bring you all things healing. Yes,
0: thank you for joining in to our very first podcast. We are so excited that you're here with us. Can't wait for our five fans to listen. We
1: so can't wait for you guys to be with us and join us on this journey. So, um, to start out. We're gonna go over our expectations for the podcast. These by no means are expectations for you, but this is expectations that you can get from us. So first of all, we wanna let you know all are welcome, show up and be authentic, and say whatever the fuck you want. Yes. That is what we will be doing And we also want to invite you into this space to do the same.
0: Yeah, this podcast is explicit, so children probably should not watch. Or do. Or do. It's all good. Um, If you don't have Instagram, follow us on our Instagram, at Trig Podcast. We'll post updates there. Make sure that you subscribe. Yes, please. We love subscribers. And share. Yes. <laughs> share, share, <laughs> share. We'll put um, in the bio, we'll put our email um, ways to get a hold of us. So we'd love some feedback on any of our platforms. So at the end of all of our episodes, we're going to um, leave you with something
1: that we want your feedback on. So make sure that you email
0: us for that. Yes. Um, a little bit about our agenda today. So we're going to go over a little bit of our personal stories, um, what led us to starting Triggered, and then we'll be moving on um, to some of our experiences as adults. Um, for me, mainly like friend breakups for Lou. Relational breakups.
1: <laughs> Relational breakups. Yeah. Uh, endings,
0: or you could say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we'll do a little reflection for you guys and call it a night.
1: Are you guys ready? <laughs> you ready for this journey? My We're body. so excited.
0: We are so excited that
1: you guys are here. Um, we just want this to be a safe space for you yeah. and um, really an invitation for you to move into your most authentic self, whatever that is, That whatever, when you close your eyes and you visualize like your best self, that's what we want here.
0: We really want this to be a space that truly is healing. And when you're in that moment and you don't know what to do or when to leave or how to feel, um, we want you to come here and know that you have a place to be seen and heard and valued. Awesome. All right. Lou, would you like to take it away or would you like me to? I'll go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um,
1: a little bit about... My personal story. Mm-hmm. I have done an insane amount of self-reflecting and healing and uh, dealing with trauma over like the last six months or so to even a year you could say. Um, I was in a really unhealthy relationship for about five, almost six years, Um, and it taught me so much about myself, my purpose, the healing that I want to help other people go through. Um, It's also really interesting when you go through traumas in life because a lot of the times we want to sit there and we want to like essentially say that we were the victim things happen to us but through your healing process you also have to get real with yourself and realize that sometimes you are the toxic person yes sometimes you are the person who's codependent yes um sometimes you have so much unhealed parts of yourself. Like, how could you really ever think that someone else could truly love you when you don't love you?
0: Yeah. No, that's <laughs> and so completely accurate.
1: I had to really sit with myself, and I had this limiting belief that I still struggle with. And I say it all the time, even to Steph. <laughs> like, I just feel like people don't choose me. Yeah. Um, but it was, a really, it was really freeing for me in my um, personal journey to realize that I get to choose me. Yes. That regardless of anybody else, it's your story. Circumstances like I get to dictate what happens to my life. Yeah. I get to write my story. I get to look into my own future. And when I started, the way that I was living was so out of alignment with my highest self. Yeah. I was filled with anxiety and depression and once you let all of those things go it's so freeing yeah and i just want everyone who is like hurt or struggling to know that like regardless of the things that you have done you don't deserve bad You deserve, you deserve, (laughs) like, the the best, most greatest things in the whole fucking world. Literally, like, (laughs) when you close your eyes and you think, like, oh, that's insane. I don't deserve that shit. Like, no, you do. You You deserve all of the very best things in life. You should never be in disbelief. You should never be in disbelief. Mm -hmm. Um... So, that's a little bit of my personal story of why I wanted to get this podcast <laughs> yes. going. And you guys will learn all kinds of other stuff about us. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> as we're moving along through this. There's plenty
0: of years to get through, yeah. don't worry. Um, so, hello. Um, I actually want to start off with a little quote. Uh, me and Lou just went over um, the book Milk and Honey which is one of my favorite poetry books. And I have found it. I recently bought a new car. And I found it in my old car when I was switching stuff over. And I kind of forgot that I even had it in there. And there were some sticky notes that I took down and wrote some... I don't know what to call them. Some words to myself pulled from the book. And I would keep them some in my car. Affirmations. Maybe. affirmations. That's yeah. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, and I would put them in my car mirror every morning and read them. So, one I wanted to share that was kind of inspired by Blue's story was you must want to spend the rest of your life with yourself first. And that was one of the harder ones for me to kind of dive deep into. I struggled a lot as a kid, and I'm a great actress, so I'm really good at hiding it. And I've realized that I kind of attracted those people in my life as well. So, all the years i'd placed blame on my friends and this and that a lot of them were hiding the same things you know when i think i was thinking they weren't struggling like i was they didn't understand me so i talked to them but a lot of the times they were also struggling in the exact same things that i was struggling with and so as i've gotten older i've definitely attracted a much closer circle and friends that even when we see differently our views always come together at the end because whether it's just like a certain topic, like politics, our values are the same, so our views pretty much align. Even if we like view a different candidate, um, so yeah, I have been spending the last couple years really working on myself. I'm currently living alone for the first time. I've always rented rooms or lived with a friend, and this is the first time that I've really fully lived on my own. And I'm not working a traditional job anymore. I'm a tattoo artist. So I'm doing that completely on my own and this is the first time in my life that I've had this much alone time and I never realized how much I needed it and how important it is to me
1: that I am alone. I was gonna say the quarantine for for me and Steph as individuals (sighs) has seriously been such a blessing. Yeah. And I know that that's not everybody's story but um, we've gotten a lot of time to sit with ourselves and I also live by myself now, um, and I'm in my own space, and it is really freeing. Yeah, Um, it is. It's so freeing. It's, It's just so beautiful to be able to be okay with yourself
0: yeah to be (laughs) able to to... wake up and not need a good morning text yeah or need someone to roll over and give you a good morning kiss yeah you don't need the validation of course we want that right absolutely
1: that's you know if that's that's in my
0: life I'm so happy for it yeah but I don't I don't feel like something in me is missing when I don't have it and that's important because we've discovered wholeness yeah and Um, what it means yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, two things you'll hear a lot from us yes. um, is wholesome or, or wholeness. You are whole on your own and all or nothing. Yes, uh, Because we're both vigorously trying to get out of an all or nothing mindset. <laughs> get out of the all or nothing mindset. Yes. Um, and it's not always
1: a bad thing, right? Like sometimes... We slip up. It's And sometimes like it's beautiful, right, when you can commit yourself fully to something. Yes. But that doesn't mean that you abandon yourself exactly in the process yes or become codependent Mm -hmm. um another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on sorry Steph um is um for me like another part of my personal story is I've always heard the phrase too much yeah when people have described me I can ditto that Um, one a lot you're too much a lot you're just yes. too much. Like, you're too loud, or you're too boisterous, or you laugh too loud, or you talk too much, Yeah. or you feel too much, or <laughs> it was always this, literally in my mind, like a recording of like, you're too much. Yeah. Or I remember even growing up, I had somebody close to me tell me like, well, the man that you end up with is going to have to be a really strong person to deal with you. Yeah and all of those things you don't realize how much you take them to heart
0: no its intent is to be funny Yeah. but sometimes when people create jokes it's to release a real thought without
1: being malicious you get to my point where you start a relationship at 21 all of a sudden you're almost 28 and you're like oh shit Whoa. Um, I don't think I would have chosen that if I thought differently of myself. Yeah.
0: If I was confident, would I choose yeah. this person? Probably not. And if I had done the work to heal
1: myself, like yeah. I would never have accepted that kind of love.
0: Absolutely. And it's hard to be honest with yourself. It's really hard. When you're in a relationship, especially a codependent relationship, because ultimately, like your thoughts align with what they think of you. Yeah. And so if they think down on you, then down on yourself if you love your if they love you then you'll love yourself but in codependent relationships it is very up and down all the time well and
1: when you're around somebody and you start to make yourself small or you love yourself less to love them more that is when you really have to sit there and examine like like i did i was like what the fuck am i doing is this really what i want like, I love myself, and the longer I stay here, the less I actually am loving myself because I'm not respecting yes. my needs and my wants and my deepest desires yeah. out of a partner in life.
0: No, that's... I literally got spot on. Yeah. I was just thinking that... um, oh, God, I lost it. It'll come back. It yeah. totally will. Um, along the lines of, like, a life partner, like... It, When you look at the big picture, it's like, what does this person do for me? And if the thing that person does for you is companionship or buys you materialistic things, then you have to reevaluate. And also think when they buy me those things, is it of free will just because? Is it to enhance my life? Or is it something for me to post on social media to appease them? Or is it something because we got in a fight, so they're buying... Because that's a form of manipulation. That's not intentful gifting. No. It's not from a place of love. No, it's from a place of themselves being insecure. That's
1: hard too, right? In any relationship, yes. when you sit back and there are certain... Everybody has non-negotiables. Some of us self sabotage, and so... We don't (laughs) stick to those things, right? But everybody has, you know, things that they're like, I'll never put up with. But until you heal yourself, like, you will continue traumas. You will continue patterns of abuse. Yeah. Um, And I think that when you really grow and when you're in an environment where you're loved where you can grow because you're accepted for who you are that real growth is an invitation for you to just become more of yourself. Yes. And you should om- like you should be around people that foster you. Yes. And not the idea of you or not the you that makes yourself small. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or right because I've had so many people in my life who absolutely love me But they love the Lindsay that made herself small.
0: To do everything she possibly can.
1: Yeah. To help them in every way. That ran herself into the ground and never took care of
0: her. Absolutely.
1: To get other people to love her. Yes. And to choose her, ultimately, Mm -hmm. right? When all of a sudden I had this thought, Mm -hmm. and it really has come within the past two months, (laughs) of like, bitch, you get to choose you. Yep. Like, every single thing in your life you get to choose. Yeah. You get to choose if you like that or you don't like that. Or if someone's talking to you a certain way, you get to choose yes. to set a boundary.
0: And you don't have to choose someone just because they choose you.
1: Which is a fascinating. Like,
0: everyone should understand that, but yes. we don't. Well, it's just when, like you get to choose your thoughts. Yeah, when you're insecure yourself, and let's say someone that you perceive as, like, prettier than you handsome or whatever, more attractive than you, and then they want you, it makes you think, oh, well, I can get that person, so I have to keep them. Because they're more attractive than me, so they add value to my life. But when you look at the whole picture, in 50 years, when you're both old as fuck and wrinkly, does that person still add value to your life?
1: And would you choose you? Exactly. (laughs) Because it ultimately like we don't have to live with other people no but society has taught us from the time
0: we were born we
1: were <laughs> came out of the womb that like you go to school you graduate go to college get married get married have babies have kids get the white picket fence house be the soccer mom get a dog be i a mean, stay-at-home mom And you might laugh, right? But it's so true. Like, that's what society defines as successful. Yeah. When really, society should define you loving yourself fully and completely. Like, that should be the ultimate success. You're happy with you. And just you because you're whole on your own. Not because, oh, I need to get married because I need someone to support me because I want to have kids. It's just like... And if that's what you want to do, we're not talking shit. No. Do you.
0: We both want families. We, so. Yeah, we
1: both want families want and marriage. a husband and all that shit. Like, it's all of good. Of
0: course. We want partners. We but we want, want ourselves like, first. Yeah, but I
1: want okay to always waiting for that. choose myself. Yes. And I want a partner that is able to hold me.
0: Well, how exhausting would it be? And hold space for me. Yeah, it'd be exhausting to be with someone who didn't want to love themselves it was exhausting <laughs> <This> is true <laughs> it was exhausting literal, um I can definitely relate to that more on a friend level uh, yeah. for me and Lou we're like the exact same but polar opposites at the same time very true um so we will do things in a similar manner but like let different people so for her like her codependency came a lot in her relationships for me it's come a lot in my friendships and I've always been really good in relationships at knowing my boundaries and not just choosing people because they choose me. Um, anybody who's dated me knows. <laughs> it's kind of hard to start dating me. Um, just because I make a lot of time for myself and I don't just jump into anything and do everything for them.
1: I was going to say, and, and Stephanie really lives in light of like her values and she like truly like tries to be her highest self. Completely. Yeah.
0: And um, thank you for saying that. By the way, that felt good. (laughs) Um, But when it comes to friendships, uh, because it's not a relationship, right? Because I've seen a lot of toxic relationships, which is, I think, what turned me off from that. But having friendships, I still follow the same pattern of toxic relationships. And so I would run through a bunch of friends or I would keep friends for way too long that didn't serve me purpose. And in it all... I mean, of course, I've always had Lou, right? Because we're cousins. So even when we haven't been as close, we're always family. So we'll never, like, not be in each other's lives. But uh, my best friend, Alani, she's been my best friend for almost 13 years. And that is insane for anybody that's known us as children me and Nolani used to be assholes to each other very much so um but our friendship has grown and it wasn't until recently that i realized we share the same core values so even though there was years we'd maybe spend apart or not talking as much just catch up on birthdays um, we've really reached the, this like peak of our friendship
1: but you also were totally you guys were both living under other people's expectations yeah that's so true so you guys weren't able to really be your full authentic selves and so when you can't be your authentic self it doesn't invite that
0: back either No. and it's funny how people who are meant to be in your life no matter how many times they come in and out you always end up coming back together it's very true and nolani is someone i totally feel that because there was a time when i was like i would never be friends with her and now it's like I kid you not, I could not even imagine my life without her.
1: That's so true. That's like my best friend too. I've tried <laughs> the to like I've tried to break up with her a couple of times, but she doesn't, doesn't work. She doesn't let me because she loves me too much. <laughs> but, for um, reason. but it's really because like when someone else is like a mirror for you, yes. when they it's hard. It's hard. It's hard when somebody shows you the parts that you don't necessarily like. Yes. (laughs) It's true. It's really hard when you see those things about yourself. Like, last night, for example, Stephanie was totally a mirror for me. (laughs) We were having a conversation, and this is, like, totally falls into, like, moving out of other people's expectations. Yes. We were having a conversation about education, (laughs) and I'm a teacher. Right. So, I'm very passionate about education. Absolutely. And... I was so triggered by (laughs) Stephanie, but not really by her, but it was just, we were having a conversation and I got super upset to the point where like Stephanie actually like walked away and went and sat on the couch and was like quiet, not like in a mean malicious way, but like out of like, she didn't want issues to start between us. And I remember I got in the when I was driving home last night. I literally had like this biggest moment of self-reflection, like, what on earth was that about, girl? Like why did (laughs) you trigger me? Yeah, like why did you react that way? Yeah. Like what on earth was that? And then I realized that it was from my previous relationship (laughs) that like oftentimes he would make me feel bad about like being a teacher or would talk you know smack about my job or things like that or not like value how much I love what I do Uh and so for some reason me and Stephanie are having a basic conversation about education and I got so defensive yeah but the real work was today right I came back
0: yeah and
1: I straight up was like hey can I can I talk to you about yesterday it's kind of like what do you mean <laughs> like, like sure she had no idea really what I was talking nothing about happened, but-, but I thought about it all day today and I just yeah. was like hey I'm really sorry for the way that I reacted like that had nothing to do with you and I don't know why I reacted that way um because that wasn't really how I feel and so it was like really bizarre to have that moment but then today it was really freeing to have that conversation right because I realized like hold on my values did not really align with how I was acting last night yep I was not being my authentic self I wasn't really being honest I wasn't having the most respectful communication and so that's why I felt crappy today. Yeah. Was because it was like, those are my values. That's my highest self. Right. And I didn't respect that in the moment because I was triggered.
0: Yeah. It's crazy that one moment or one topic can really bring you back into a whole other mindset that you yeah. used to have years ago. Or like even like when when you are triggered,
1: and that's like a big topic that we've talked about with the name of even our, our podcast. Yeah. When you are triggered, it's really an invitation for growth. Yep. Exactly. It, it, it invites you, like, I literally, I grew so much in just that moment of being triggered and then today having the conversation with Steph. and Yeah. And, you know, when you apologize to somebody, some people think it's difficult. I think it's easy because I want people to know, like, I am not mm. perfect in any means. Right. Um, and I also don't want people to, like, I know how it feels, to have somebody, like, talk the way that I was talking to Steph last night. And mm-hmm. I know that that doesn't really feel good. Right. And so I wanted the apology there because it was like, first of all, I wasn't being mm-hmm. my highest self. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really in light of my values. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really freeing when you're yeah. able to, like, explore mm-hmm. your triggers. Yep. And then move forward from it. Yep. And realize, like, wow.
0: Was really
1: kind of crazy
2: for a
0: second. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> like, wait a second. What? Where did, did that come feel... from? And at the end of the day, we have the exact same opinion on the topic. We do. So, it was just a weird Which is, moment. yeah, it was bizarre that I reacted yes. that way. Um, and I think when someone is triggered, which this is something I'm newly learning as well, um, but when, if someone's triggered, don't continue the conversation. Because the worst thing I could have done in that moment is continue trying to prove myself when I know she is not in the headspace to hear she my opinion. Said, you actually said, well, we can
1: disagree to disagree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even though we
1: probably had the same exact viewpoint. Yes. I, just, I just wasn't in the space to listen. No. And Stephanie and realized okay. that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I know how the energy feels. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I know you will self-reflect. <laughs> and we will come together later and talk about this. Um, And I'm glad we did. And when someone apologizes, I also think it's important to say, thank you, I accept your apology. Because when you just say, oh, no, it's no big deal, whatever, it's passive. But that gives them the idea in their head, like, they're still thinking about it. Or they haven't accepted it. Or they don't fully forgive me. Or if somebody says, like, okay, um,
1: thank you. Or, you know, like, a basic response. Um, Yeah. Or no, 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 that's not the one I was thinking of. Or I, I appreciated that Stephanie didn't say it's okay. Right. Because... It wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. Right. And so I think that that's super important. I teach my students that too. Yeah. When somebody tells you they're sorry, you don't say it's okay. You say, like, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, because when you tell somebody it's okay, you're either unconsciously or, <laughs> right? yeah. or consciously letting that person know, essentially, that their behavior is acceptable. Exactly. And it's not. Right. Um, the first time I ever had that thrown back in my face was when I used to teach fifth grade. Oh man, I taught my kids that and then I like was super mean to this kid <laughs> and I apologized to him and he said it's okay. Well it's not okay, but I appreciate your apology and I was like, oh, wow that like, hurts. Damn, I
0: needed that. Yeah, and yeah. but it
1: does, it makes you self-reflect way more than if someone's
0: really? just like, It's okay. Because it's not okay. Right. <laughs> if you when you give a full response back if someone puts a lot of thought and effort into apologizing it's important to be receptive to that but also when you are apologizing make sure that person is in the headspace yeah because had lou texted me at like two in the morning when she was thinking about it am i in the headspace when i first wake up to respond to some long ass text message no am i receptive over text message probably not anybody that knows how i text Probably when we get down to this I'll have 20 notifications, right? I'm a tattoo artist. I'm always getting DMs and text messages and phone calls. And texting me or anything to the phone, it's just it's not a good form of communication for me. If you want to really tell me something, you have to tell me in person.
1: And it's like it's an acceptable form of communication, but it's not like ideal and it's no. not really the space
0: that you should be having right? if, if conversation. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you want, and that's just me, right? Someone yeah, else, it can be different. Sure. Um, but if someone wants to have an authentic conversation with me, because authenticity is one of my values, then they have to take the time. To be like, you know what, can we sit and have coffee and talk? Or, hey, is now a good time to talk? Even asking that, because just dumping a yes. bunch of stuff on me and having no, like, hey, are you free to talk right now? It's like you assume that my time is yours and then you're gonna sit by the phone anxiously waiting for me to respond to you and I'm gonna feel that energy on my end so then I'm like oh my god they're freaking out now and it creates a whole
1: unnecessary it's very true I always try now I try really hard and I actually apologized to the stuff the other day Um, for this too I've been on a roll with apologies with her lately man um you're just as wonderful I oh thanks (laughs) I, like, totally had, like, a meltdown the other day. Absolutely and... necessary meltdown. Thank you. And cool. um, I remember afterwards I sat there and I told her, I said, I'm so sorry. I should have asked you, like, if you were even in the headspace for me to process all of that. Like, with you here. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like, Stephanie is very safe for me. Absolutely. And so, I mean, she was everything that I needed in that moment. Um, but I, me and Stephanie have talked in, in deep, yeah. <laughs> deep <laughs> discussions about how when you're going through something, everybody else is also going through stuff. Yes. So it's really important when you reach out to people for you to say like, Hey, do you have the capacity right now to be there for me? Yes. Like, are you able to listen and yes. uh, and be there for me right now? Um, Because that even sets the tone for the whole conversation and it lets your audience know like, hey, this is what I need from you.
0: And it gives them time to prepare. And it, yeah, it gives them time to
1: prepare. And it also, when you ask that question, you need to make sure that you're genuinely asking it and you're okay with the response that you get. Right. Because some people might not have the capacity to hold you in that moment. And they Mm. should be able to say like, hey, no, I'm, I'm going through something. I can't talk right now.
0: Right. And
1: have that conversation.
0: Yes, and you need to have other people in your circle that you can also depend on. Because yes. codependency, two people, right? If you're codependent in a relationship, that means you need that other person as your other half. And what one of the values I have is in a relationship, it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. Word. You both can be yourself. It's not we're not two people that are coming one. Nope. We are two separate people that are creating a bigger life. And it's funny that Stephanie
1: said that because I've actually said that um, well, the same in my new, my <laughs> new dating life. <laughs> yes. Um, I've actually said that to people. They're like, oh, it's 50-50. And I'm like, actually, no, it's 100-100. Completely. And every time I say that, people are like, wow, you're totally right. It's because true. Because it's like, no, no, no. I'm not a half of a person. No. I'm a whole person. Yep. And I don't need somebody else. Yep. But I'm at 100, and I need exactly. you to be at 100, and then we can work together.
0: It's only 50-50 for groceries
1: show <laughs> in cooking and cleaning. I'm like I ain't doing both of that shit. Nah. Side note. Side note.
0: <laughs> if I'm so cooking me. the food, you're cleaning I'm it. I'm all about balance. Even if you suck at cooking, <laughs> throw some rice in the pot. Okay. Yeah. Figure it out. Saute a little chicken. Make macaroni. I don't care. Put in the effort. Put in some effort. Because that's important to me too. Or order mm-hmm. us takeout. We love you that. Or order us takeout. Honestly, too. yeah. If you're cooking day, you want to order food. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's on you wow i was gonna add something oh i heard actually that phrase um like being 100 100 in a wedding when i was 10 years oh, old so funny. isn't that so like and now i'm 23 so it's 13 kind of crazy years what ago. resonates
1: with you right yeah
0: and i've never forgotten it and it's i think it's always been something in the back of my mind and it's because it's true which is good it's a good i'm glad yeah. i was at that wedding it was a backyard wedding too it's like, so too. true
1: so true oh my gosh if you guys ever are into meditating oh please do it please do it and do a younger self meditation yes um that is like the most healing freeing emotional you're going to be emotional about it so be in a space where you feel safe um and probably alone because it's a lot to process and you really don't realize how many limiting beliefs you have you have
2: uh-huh. and how
1: much talk that you heard growing up yeah translates into your relationships mm-hmm. your partnerships your i mean even like your career field you choose yes. right like it's so insane mm-hmm. how much your like your younger self is still with you yes and is so traumatized by things I feel like a lot of
0: our trauma comes from childhood so much and our adulthood trauma kind of just reflects yes our childhood trauma it's like anything that's unhealed. a domino yeah Yeah. and it's like okay well this happened when I was a kid so now as an adult the same thing's gonna happen but it's gonna be my fault because I chose it or like we've talked about
1: right like Mm -hmm. maybe we have a parent who is a certain way. Right. Right, like maybe we were always disappointed and we were let down. Right. So that feels safe to us yep. because we know, okay, well I'm going to be hurt. So then you choose a partner who disappoints you and lets right. you down and hurts you because you're like, well I already know what that feels like. Yeah. Rather than like let me reach for something more but then be expecting the unexpected.
0: It's true. There's so much comfort in knowing what's what's <laughs> you're expecting, right? Yeah. If you're that, why people it takes a very long time to leave an abusive relationship. Because you know what to expect. You know when you trigger your partner this kind of way or you have a fight this kind of way, you know the outcome of the fight.
1: Or you know and it's you gonna cont- be a roller coaster and so you just And you just are continue. Like,
0: okay, let's get on the fucking ride yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> um I was gonna say the other day um, just to backtrack a little bit, um, the other day, Lou was having a moment, and she really needed to call someone, and me being busy, right, I'm learning how to set those boundaries, especially with work, so now when I'm tattooing, I put my phone on, do not disturb, because my time with my client is, I mean, they're paying me hourly, it's their time, so I try to give them that respect, and she texted me to see if I could she could call me, right, and hours go by, right, I text her back, I'm like, hey, just want to make sure you're okay, what's going on? And she had done a very proactive thing where she called me, I didn't answer, so then she called her friend Brooke, and then she also called her therapist, and I think that was a very healthy way of coping with something, because uh, for me, with my toxic friends I've had, or even a mindset I've been in before, is I will guilt someone because they didn't help me in that moment, and that is not a healthy response, because that's not me looking to help myself, that's me looking for attention. And some people give you better attention than other people, but ultimately healing comes from within. So who's going to help guide you to your inner self? Yeah. And it's, and me and
1: Steph have talked a lot about boundaries.
0: Yes. And
1: so I reached out, right? I needed somebody. She obviously was not available, right? Yep. Because, I mean, no, I know Steph, i known her my whole life. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, because we're cousins okay. if we didn't say that, <laughs> um, <laughs> And when you reach out to somebody, right, and they're not available, it does not mean that they don't care about
2: you, right? No, not it's at all. It's just
1: in that moment, I realize, like, okay, she's busy and she's doing something. So you respect that. And then you should have another line of defense to help yes. yourself. Yes. And in my case, it was Brooke. And then my therapist, who is like the greatest human I've ever met in my whole life. We love Jill. (laughs) So, shout out to Jill. We love Jill. And, um, (laughs) it's just so, when you give yourself tools Yes. to, okay, I'm feeling this way, I don't want to feel this way, what can I do? Yes. Because we've even talked about when you say like, I feel sad, or I feel depressed, or I feel lonely... You are essentially defining yourself yep. and limiting who you are. Yep. When it's like, no, I'm just having some sad thoughts. <laughs> or like, like I'm yes, feeling a little bit sad.
0: I'm having a depressed moment. Yeah. Or, or like, wow, day.
1: I'm really like feeling down today. Yes. But I'm not depressed. Right. Because like, right? if you say, like, well, I'm depressed, that defines your whole being says okay well i'm just depressed That's i'm just me. depressed
0: hi i'm depressed nice to meet you yeah
1: and it's like and so oftentimes we've been taught that way but it's like number one you can change your own thinking yes, yes you like can. when you feel that way like go on a walk meditate like again tools yeah <laughs> you don't just sit there and be stuck in it sometimes you need to right like when you're grieving sometimes you have, to, you have to sit yes. with it you have to let yourself Yes. Feel. Me and Stephanie always talk about that. You have to let yourself feel when you like, had when a you're breakdown.
0: Angry, just have it. Yeah. Who cares who's around you? Just have it. You need to have it. And there's a reason you are feeling those emotions in this moment. Yeah. And then when you hold it in, it adds more stress on top of everything. It adds just another layer on top yeah. of trauma. When you could have it in the moment release it, I kid you not, maybe ten minutes after that, she was giggling. Seriously. Because she was able to just release it all it was really freeing
1: yeah it felt so good when I left that night and I walked in my front door I literally like I walked into my house and I had the biggest smile on my <laughs> face like that was a that. little bit crazy yeah but it felt so good to just let it all go yeah and to be in a space where I felt free to do so yes completely and to be with somebody that like I knew cared about me and loved me regardless Absolutely. of how
0: I was being. Yeah, you just went crazy and I'd still love you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she's my bitch. Healthy boundaries, but <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Lou's <laughs> um, taught me a lot about self sabotage. She used that term a lot um, because she does a lot of podcasts and reads a lot, and she's been doing a lot of inner healing. And my inner healing journey started a couple years ago. Um, it really started when I was 19, but the last, like, two years I've really, like, devout to myself. And, um, whenever Lou brought up self-sabotage, um, because I haven't really been in, like, the self-help community in a long time. I don't follow anybody in the the self-help world. And self-sabotage, I guess, is used a lot because I looked it up on Instagram and I saw, like, a billion posts. And part of it is what she said, right? Having A, B, and C as your backup. And having people in your corner and having tools. And I think by closing your circle off, and not saying you shouldn't have a small circle or you should have a big circle, but closing yourself off is a form of self sabotage. It's not putting yourself fir- first, you're not living in your light. Um, and I found that very interesting that you brought that up because it really, it really helped me self reflect. Yeah.
1: Oftentimes, like a lot of the times, we don't even realize,
0: no, the
1: ways that we self-sabotage. Yeah. Um. But I think the most important part of understanding how you're self-sabotaging or where you're self-sabotaging in your life is to really get down to your core values. Yeah. Um. I agree. Because me and Stephanie have very much defined our own individual core values yes and we realize that when we are in places where we do feel anxious or depressed or stuck or sad it's because we're living out of alignment
0: yeah because we're not
1: respecting our own boundaries yeah and we're not um like living in our fullest light and we're not serving our highest self Mm -hmm. um do you want
0: to share your core values? Yeah, mine has the acronym S.A.D. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> um, I realized that. that after. Also, the acronym um, for me and my cat's names together is P.O.S. as in piece of shit. Oh goodness, <laughs> so, Get out of here. You know, my acronyms are a little bit off, but that's how I know that it's the right thing. But I bet um, you won't forget them. Because I will never. <laughs> and I, my life is always ironic, so, like, makes sense. Right. Um, but for S.A.D., um, the S stands for Spirituality. Um, I'm very spiritual. I don't follow traditional beliefs, um, but my le- beliefs surround energy, manifestation, uh, karma. I love crystals, um, but the like center of my belief is the universe. Um, so whenever like I think anything, or I think positive thoughts, I think everything into the universe instead of like a god. Uh, my A stands for authenticity. So being who you truly are because I know, like, I, I'm different, um, so sometimes I'll have people attracted to me, right? Um, not in a cocky way, but yeah, for sure. naturally people are drawn to me because I have higher energy, because I put a lot of work into, like, having a high energy, and I'm very nice to everybody. And so I have, like, a billion hobbies, uh, and I do a lot of, like, a billion things, and so I make a lot of friends, and for me, I realize that a lot of other people don't, value authenticity the way i do and so having friends like Nolani, one of her values is authenticity so when someone annoys me they usually end up annoying nalani as well because they're not living their true self because i'd rather someone show up with a different perspective than me or different views from me um even different hobbies but be them, but be them <laughs> because i can't like i have so many hobbies i can relate to anybody yeah, totally. I'm very like a relatable person is probably a good way to put me right like I'm a jack of all trades and so when people don't show up authentically and they just try to assume what I want them to be or assume what I like um, it it's not them taking me for my authentic self and that kind of trigger me, triggers me or upsets me it's like just just be you because I'm living to be me and I don't need you to please me or, or to do anything to make me feel some kind of way I just want you to show up and be who you are Um, and then my last one is D for dependability Um, this is something I'm actually working on within myself and I realized that my issue with being dependable is something that stems from a deeper thing but being dependable so whenever I say I'm going to do something I'm going to do it and centering myself with friends um, because it hasn't really been relationships it's more so been friends for me that aren't dependable they make a commitment and they do not come through on it and I've realize that that's kind of the case with a lot of the friends I had before, and so I've really taken time to take space for myself. Um, and I'm trying to do it in a healthy way because I'm not trying to cut anybody off or just get rid of people, right. Or ghost um, people, or ghost people, right? Because ghosting Which is a form of self sabotage yes. I was just gonna say that, um, it out there. but I do, yeah, I do think that um, someone being dependable is something that. I've had to work on for myself and with other people and attracting that because I'm so not dependable myself that it causes, I'm too dependable to some people, which makes me sporadically and kind of like not dependable for other people, right? And so learning to realign that's like, you know what, I cannot set this person, this person, this person as a priority anymore because it is causing a chain reaction in my life where I'm putting all my attention into one person and putting absolutely no intention. Not attention, not intention, yeah. but that, that, that too. <laughs> hey, that works too, <laughs> <laughs> Into the other friends. So, yeah. Yeah. Dependability is, um, huge. Those are huge. I'm trying. No, there.
1: Take it away. I would um, say, so I think I already briefly mentioned mine. Yes. Earlier, um, but mine mm. is also Be Authentic. That's my first one. Um... Really, I think that when you are authentic, um, I know, okay, let me rephrase that. When I am authentic, it invites people into a space where they're also able to be that way. Yes. Which me and Steph talked about earlier. A lot of the times because I'm so real and I'm so authentic, yes. people end up like oversharing or being really comfortable yes. um, with both of us because because we are so Ourselves And we love who we are. And so other people see that and they're like, oh my gosh, I can be me. And you'll yes. still you'll still love me because you just want me to be my highest self. Right. Um, another one of mine, and this is probably my number one. It should probably be the one I say first, is honesty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really big on honesty, even when it's like brutally honest (laughs) I try to be uh, a little bit more graceful as I've gotten older Um, she is honest to the core I am I just I really truly like I want to be honest with other people I want to be honest with myself I want to communicate how I feel Um, I want other people to be able to do the same yeah. Um, and I just think honesty is so important and then my third one is respectful communication yeah. um, that for is sure. huge for me um, and that's why I think I was also a little bit triggered I triggered myself last night <laughs> right when I when I yes. wasn't um, like really receptive to Stephanie or being super respectful I wasn't like disrespectful no. but it wasn't respectful communication I wasn't I was not listening listening I was listening to respond, not listening to understand.
0: Yes. That's well put. Very well put.
1: I I was listening with, like, this defense up of, like, well, I feel like this, so (laughs) instead of, like, well, let me take in what you're saying for a second, process it, and then then respectfully communicate with you or maybe ask a question or, like, have a conversation.
0: I find that very important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super
0: important. Like, listening... Now that you said that... Wow, you inspire me. Um, um, I... So, I can be kind of slow at responding. Um, but that's only because I used to be very quick... Well, yeah, I used to be very quick-witted. So, I would just... You would say something to me, and I'd be thinking about my response halfway through your words. And I've really trained myself, as best as I could, um, to be more thoughtful with my words. So... Sometimes I literally, there might be a 30 second awkward ass pause from my response. And I'll be honest, like, you know what? I was thinking something, but it lost my mind. Give me a second. It's going to come to me. And then I'll start kind of like running through my head. Like, oh, this is it. It literally happened during this podcast, right? Like, I need to like, (laughs) let me think about it. Because whenever someone's telling a story, they tend to give six paragraphs of information. And then they want you to come up with like a... Two sentence response that makes it all better, <laughs> and that is literally impossible. So yeah. even when I do like text communication, I like when people send it is like I'd rather get twenty separate texts than like two paragraphs because twenty second texts I can individually reply to everything. Like well this is for this and this is for this and this is for this. But also um, something I learned actually from my friend Joe is when I blow up his phone with like my all my life problems, um, and I send him a bunch of stuff. He'll wait. He won't respond to any of them for like 10 minutes until he's sure that I'm completely done typing everything out. That's super respectful. And it really, like, I've totally learned that from him with my other friends now, and I use that tactic. I've never even acknowledged it to him, so he would be like, oh, that's interesting. He might not even know he does it himself. Yeah. But it is a very respectful way of responding to people. Well, and for you, it's felt good. Yes. You're like,
1: this has felt good in a friendship and so you want to now offer that space for other
0: people to feel that way yes yeah and if he doesn't know what to say he will flat out say i am so sorry you're going through this but i'll be honest with you i don't think i have the words for you on this one and sometimes he'll randomly come up with those words in like two months and then i'll hear the wisdom from it right but
1: like the acknowledgement really is, And is it really truly like at the core of like when we communicate to people mm-hmm. about our hurts or our feelings? Yes. We really just want it to be acknowledged. Yes. We don't necessarily want like a fix it solution. No. We want someone who says like, hey, I yes. t- I see you. Yes. I see That's it. you. I see everything you're saying. Yeah. And, and i like say it. Yeah. And I am so glad that you said it to me. Yes. But we don't necessarily
0: have to offer up advice. Advice. We're not always
1: looking for advice. Because sometimes and sometimes you should ask that. We've had that conversation yes. too. Like,
0: do you need advice or do you just need a
1: bitch? Yeah. Let me know. Which one? Should That's I listen? Fine. Should I listen or do you want me to respond? Do you wanna I say, say fuck both. that bitch too? Or, yeah. or do I want to be like, like on. this is
0: what you need to do. For real.
1: Like, to, yeah. Like, it's so important to be able to communicate
0: with people yes. and communicate your needs. Nolani does that really good for me, actually. I mean, yeah. okay, Lou set aside, right? Because you are the person I probably communicate with the most when it comes to this kind of stuff. But Nolani has been my friend the longest. And I think when we were the a lot younger we didn't know how to communicate like that. And now that we're older, we've really learned each other's boundaries yeah. in a relationship without even talking about it. We just kind of like figured it out, <laughs> which feels great because now that I know like I have words to all these feelings, it feels very empowering to know like that is a good relationship for me. Yes. That is a good friendship. But she does kind of the same thing. Like yeah. she can tell when I just need her to bitch with me. Yeah. Like I just need her to be like, fuck that bitch. We can't stand that bitch. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, we hate her too. <laughs> we hate her too. Then she <laughs> we all knows, need that friend, right? right? You guys know. <laughs> and she knows, like, at some, and again, with the all or nothing, right? She doesn't have to keep that kind of response for every conversation we have, right? She doesn't have to agree with me in every conversation. So some some conversations, you can tell by my body language, I just need a bitch. And I seen need someone to bitch with me. And some other conversations, I need to be like, Stephanie, you're being stupid. Stop being so petty. Yeah. And when you gain that respect with someone, I've now, I trust her opinion of me. I trust that she knows when I am moving outside of my values. Because she wants me to be my best self. She sees me for my highest self. And so when I steer a little bit off the road, I trust that she will be the kind of person to validate like, you know what? Totally. You love yourself and you're a great person, but you shouldn't act that way. That's not okay. Well, because we've all been in a situation, right?
1: Where we ask our friends something, that we yes. know is out of alignment with who we are or yes. our values, we just but we almost want the validation. Yep. We want our friend to be like, "Yes, that is a great choice for you." Yes. But really, you need a friend who's like, "Are you being aligned with yourself right now?" Yeah. Is that going to make really you? What you want? Yeah. Is that going to make you the best version of you? Yes. And if it is, like, more power to you. Go for it. Right. But if it's not, like, let's talk about it
0: yeah. <laughs> and it's hard and sometimes it it's, and it's more hard difficult to be that than friend. Others. Of course. <laughs> but the friends like I that's why I've been friends with her for 13 years. Yep. Because when shit gets real, we're real with each other and that is it. you are going to take space from that friend. Until you so get to true. a point of like solitude and you know when to step away so it doesn't become a fight. Um, I'm speaking more so because like we were kids and we'd really fight. Yeah. Um, but whenever you learn that boundary, then you know you can have a disagreement, step away, and come back the next day, just like what we did, and talk to each other again, yeah. and everything's fine. Well, and there's so much love between us. Yes. Even, even
1: in like my text to her this morning, like I felt like this. Like, oh my gosh, Stephanie's not going to want to talk to me anymore. And, like, I had this, like, (laughs) my limiting... She's not going to respond. My limiting beliefs of, like, people don't choose me. Oh my gosh, like, I was too much. Like, or whatever, you know, comes up. And, um, it's really freeing to be in a space where you're seen. um, And loved. And loved.
0: Yeah.
1: um, And that's... What we're hoping this will be for all of you. Yeah. To be a space where we see you. We're with you. Yeah. We love you. We hear you. (laughs) We hear you.
0: Your needs can be met here.
1: You are doing everything you're supposed to be doing right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Don't feel shame or guilt. No.
0: (laughs) I mean, if you clicked on this, then you needed to hear it. Yeah. Because I do believe the universe is full of intention. And I think we come across things whenever we're supposed to come across them. So, if you came here today, then there is absolutely a reason you're here. And you should be here. Not to say you need every episode, but you probably need this one. But you need this one.
1: And we're really happy that you joined us. Yeah. (laughs) We gave you a lot. We did. We gave you a lot of cookies. We did. (laughs) And we just want you guys to... Always remember that the real growth is when you are more of yourself. Yeah. And then when you become more of yourself, it invites people around you You to be like, Oh my gosh you're so awesome how do you like that like what are, what are you doing why are you so you're whole? so happy <laughs> you're so happy you look why so you healthy so happy <laughs> and you're then, literally
0: glowing and no i'm not pregnant yeah okay. and it just invites them into that space yes. to be like what i can have that too yes <laughs> Because it's literally possible with anybody. It is. Anything's possible. Yeah. And we want we want feedback. So um, not necessarily on, we don't need critiques. So um, yeah, keep that shit to yourself. We don't care. Okay. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> literally. There might be awkward silences. There might be like 60 ums or yeah, likes. Whatever. And I don't care. No. Nope. This is our first podcast. So I'm going to give us a whole pass. Yeah. And give myself time to I get acclimated. I love you guys, though but we love you and we want to hear your stories so as Mm -hmm. far as feedback goes let us know what you want to hear um what your stories do you want us to share your stories do you want us to give advice on things whatever or if you guys like have uh if you've written a poem
1: or 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 anything or a quote or something that you think goes with our content of healing we would love it and we would love to share that um because words are healing. <laughs> words are healing. And community is healing. Yes. And when you have a space where we can share your words that helped heal you, yes, then it's going to invite other people to do the same.
0: Yes. So share, share how you feel, share your stories, follow us on Instagram so you can keep up with us. Our email is in the bio in the bio it's on Instagram as well there's actually an email button um nice. otherwise it's podcast at gmail.com yes so you spell that out however you please <laughs> and we'll yeah. let you know if we got you. yeah we'll, we'll let you know if we got it so probably the bio is the best
1: <laughs> um, cool well, well we are so happy that yes. you guys joined us we're it's excited
0: for this journey Yeah whatever comes of it we're honestly just here to share what we've learned and that's about it and to share how beautiful it is to heal yeah it's messy but it's so beautiful yes yeah if you have any questions for us too i'd love to answer questions yeah you can also send on on the anchor app um if you're listening on the anchor app or you download the anchor app to listen to this you can send us voice memo messages you could even do that on Instagram if you wanted. We could yeah. screen record it. Just so if you want to have your voice in our show. Yeah. Like, your actual sure. voice can be here. We want this to be completely open to yeah. what it might become. We want to build community. Yes. We want a safe place for you. Yeah. It's just not me and Luke. Because we talk all the time. Yeah. We need to add some more people into this bubble. For sure. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you guys for, for listening. Um,
1: listening and for being triggered with us yeah
0: (laughs) in the best way possible the very best we're triggering that growth
1: baby and uh like we said email us for more content and uh we will have new episodes for you every thursday
0: yes we will thursday is my lucky day of the week fun fact so
1: cool all right go out into the world and be beautiful we love you we love you
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Triggered. Hello. It's Steph. And Lou. And for those who don't know us, we are cousins from the Bay Area.
1: And welcome to Triggered. We're so excited that you're here. We have a couple of expectations before we get started. Um, Not necessarily expectations for you, but um, what you can expect from us. All are welcome. Show up and be authentic. And say whatever the fuck you want.
0: That's my favorite one. Very much. That's my favorite, too. Um, today, we have a fun episode for you.
1: We're excited about this one. It's um, hard for me, but we're excited.
0: Yes, we're going to take ourselves back um, to who we are as our youngest self. So, mm-hmm. for our quote today...
1: And we started out uh, before we did this with yes. a nice younger self meditation. Yes. So, if you have time or you've never meditated, or you've mm-hmm. dabbled in meditation, I would encourage you to do a younger self one, because it is very eye-opening.
0: Yeah. And it,
1: uh, pretty healing, too.
0: It gives you, like, I mean, you get stuck in these, like, weird traits of thought. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're necessary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, kind of, like, our structure before we record an episode is we'll sit and, like, converse about what we're going to talk about, and then we do a meditation, and then we film. Um, and a lot of times during a meditation, we come up with, like, better answers, better things, more healing questions or topics. It's kind of cool.
1: We dig deeper.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And today is definitely that episode where we're challenging ourselves to dig deeper. Yeah. Um, Our quote for today is, no one else is supposed to understand your calling. It wasn't a conference call. Hmm. I super resonate with that. Yeah. Um, Just I'm a black sheep, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the wild card. I always do crazy things. Yeah. Um, And I always feel a little bit misunderstood. Um, and I'm sure you feel that too. So yeah. And it's because
1: yeah. you don't seek the validation or approval from others. No. And so yeah. So or that opinions yeah. of, of any sort. Yeah, or no opinions at all, which is mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Yeah. Um the bad side of that is <laughs> that when I need advice, yeah. um, I used to not look for any and wouldn't accept opinions. Um, so now when I do take opinions I just brush them off my shoulder.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you know where to go to get your advice yeah. when you need certain well, yeah. things. Yeah, if
0: someone doesn't have the fruits of what they're talking about, should I really be going to that person for advice?
1: Mm,
0: I love that. That's a you great know, way to put that. You know, like, even if someone's like, made more money than me and gave me advice about it, but are they self-employed and make more money than me? Or do they work for a corporation? Right. Like, it's... It has to align with... Who yeah, you are. totally, and like aligned with my values of how you get that money. Yeah. Um, because anybody knows me, I'm super like anti corporation. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a hippie, whatever. But word, you know, you <laughs> <we. laughs> Um, we live in the forest. It's fine. Yeah. In the Bay Area. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: the forest. I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah. So today we're gonna ask uh, some questions, and we're both gonna give our perspectives and our answers. And I really think. Um, as you're listening to this, maybe ask yourself these questions too. Because they're very healing. Um, when we first went over it, Lou was not about it. <laughs>
1: I actually very much um, tried to get Steph to change the, the yeah. two of the questions. <laughs> because um, I've come to realize in the last uh, I don't know, 45 <laughs> minutes that um, I have A really hard time being vulnerable Mm -hmm. with people other than like surface level stuff.
0: Yeah, she's a creature of habit, so she's really good at like repeating the same very convincing stories. Mm -hmm. But if you really know Lou, and she's repeated the same stories to you, you know that there's deeper things going on. Because if you're healed, you don't talk about the same thing over and over again, right? So it's like, okay, so what are you hiding? Or only give like a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, the same little bit. Like the, like the, like the little itch of trauma, but yeah. not like the whole, potato. but not the whole
1: picture of what it yeah. is. Yeah,
0: So it was fun. <laughs> yeah. So a nice little debate. Enjoy. <laughs>
1: if it feels uncomfortable, that fun. is an invitation <laughs> for growth.
0: Yes. And there's like the good uncomfortable that like, I mean, it's, it feels the same. Yeah. You're, you know, it does
1: both <laughs> uncomfortable <Yes>. is uncomfortable,
0: <laughs> right? Like you, get, like you get like that stomach ache. Yeah. Um, but it's all about how you feel after. Yeah the release yeah because yeah. every time I get to this kind of uncomfortable I feel so much better after because you're growing I deal with it because growing and that feels great mm-hmm. uh, so do you want to just go ahead and first question let's dive in all right um I think you should answer first okay let's okay, do cool. it okay cool uh what's one thing you've always wanted people to know about you um,
1: oh, yeah, this one. So, this
0: one, I fought
1: a little bit. I was like, we shouldn't yeah, do that question. Try, I don't even know. And it took, like, honestly, like, at least a half an hour of talking.
0: Yeah, I had to, like, really rephrase the question like, to her. Some and some like...
1: meditation and yeah. some convincing by Steph. Um, I was like,
0: Lou. Wow. Like, just be receptive. Oh, man, I was Oh, I was
1: not receptive at all to this because it made me uncomfortable. Um yeah. But then I sat with that for a second and I reminded myself that when you're uncomfortable, like I just said, it's an invitation for growth. Mm-hmm. And when you feel triggered, um, it's just a way for you to explore like, okay, what's really going on here? Yeah. So.
0: Leveling up, baby. <sighs> leveling up.
1: <laughs> so one thing that.
0: You've always wanted people to know I've about I've
1: always you. wanted people to know about me is that. I am really good at acting tough and strong and I put up like a really um tough front like an exterior mm-hmm. to everybody. Um but I've come to realize not too long ago that it is a defense mechanism because I keep people at arm's length. Yes. I don't let people in. Yes. Um which keeps me from being fully loved by people and accepted, but mm-hmm. it also uh, keeps me from being hurt.
0: Yeah, I think you give them enough just so they yeah they don't ask questions. Yeah. Like when you give someone just the right amount of information, yeah. they won't dig any deeper because they think that's the deepest version of you. Or
1: like you said, I've rehearsed yeah. what a good answer sounds like.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: it's enough for people that are concerned
0: right cuz i think oh well she sounds like she has everything put together yeah but if you've been through trauma yourself you know if someone's rehearsing <laughs> it doesn't get choked up during their trauma then yeah. there's more to the story
1: yeah it's yeah um i've i've come to realize i am really good at rehearsing things telling people what they want to hear when they ask questions about me mm-hmm. um so again they're not digging deeper and then i'm not letting my walls down i'm not letting right. them in um and then I don't get disappointed either, right? Right. Because if you don't have let people in, you don't expect things from them. Yes. And then the the disappointment won't come. Yeah. And
0: everything's because fine. yeah.
1: Because everything's fine.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I've also realized I tend to isolate myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I just did it this last weekend. <laughs> um. But when I did it, yeah. When I'm really going through stuff, instead of asking people for help, yeah. because so oftentimes I have been disappointed or let down. Yeah. Um. But instead of asking people for help or putting myself in those vulnerable situations, I'll just isolate and I'll go through it on my own yep. when I really need community and people with me, but I don't necessarily know how to ask for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is definitely something that I would want people to know. Um, and it's actually something I just <laughs> came to terms <laughs> <Realized>. with. <laughs> um, what you're telling
0: yourself. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's... It's kind of bizarre. I'm going to be like thinking about this. I know for like the next couple weeks, I'm sure I'll probably even journal about it and do some other things because um, I honestly, like part of me knew, like I act tough and I'm strong in this. um, But that's not really like in alignment with the ways that I feel about myself because I feel like I'm very like loving and you are, but I don't necessarily let everybody see that.
0: No, I don't think anybody's ever reached that level. Maybe me. Yeah. Um, but even, but family and family. Even, even um, what did you say to me earlier? You don't think that... Um, that you've ever, like, let someone in yeah. to that level. Ever. Yeah. I don't think you've ever... I know you've loved people, but I don't think you've ever had, I've like, loved a people. soulful, fulfilling yeah. love that really... I don't know. That it just was, like, all-consuming. Yeah. In a way, like... All-consuming in a way that it's not pulling you from yourself.
1: Yeah, but it—it it reflects
0: more. your entire life. Like yeah. you become better in every single way because you're so in love with them and mm-hmm. you're so in love with yourself. Like thinking about my best relationship is when like I was closest with my family, mm-hmm. and I was the one person that like pushed me that to foster, rekindle that, that relationship, yeah. which was very—it was during a very traumatic time, and that was like I was close to my family. I was working my hardest. Um I had the best like view of my body, the best view of myself. Mm-hmm. Not to say I was a healed person cuz I was codependent on that person yeah. for those things. But now knowing what that feels like when I look for the future relationship, I'm wholesome now. Mm-hmm. So I know when I go through that, I'm going to come through it with the mindset of like, well, I don't need this person to complete me, but I want that person's energy to like align with mine. Yeah. It's wild. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: No, I guess I've never really opened my heart so. up to anybody. Ever. So that's something y'all should know.
0: So vulnerable. <laughs> I know it's
1: it's really hard for me There's to to say there. that. Um, because we have but, no
0: idea who listens to these. No, so no
1: idea. We're just putting it out there. <laughs> um, and so yeah, realizing that is scary, but it also makes me excited and hopeful yeah. that now that I am aware of it, that. I will start letting people in more. You know, let those walls down. Yeah. Cuz I already know what hurt feels like, right? So I would love to experience what love feels like. Yeah.
0: You know? Totally.
1: Yeah. So that's what I want wow. people to know.
0: Very good. Oh, thank oh, you, you so good for me. Uh, yeah. No, oh, I'm so proud I even of you. made
1: a face when she asked me it again on the recording cuz like, I just,
0: oh my gosh, it's so hard for me. That's why I made her go first. <sighs> Sometimes you got to kick them out of the nest. I know. you just got to be like, (laughs) fly, baby, fly. Yeah, I mean, look at you. You flew. I did it. You fucking did that. (laughs) I did that shit. (laughs) All right. Um, So, I'll ask myself. um, I'll say same question to you. Yes. What's one thing you've always wanted people to know about you? Um, And it is that I do not hold grudges. Um, I I have a tendency to ghost. Uh, We were talking about this earlier that I've... Only been broken up with once, but I'm usually the one to, like, ghost someone, just stop talking to them, Mm -hmm. or end it, I'm really sudden, like, I'll just change my mind one day, and after that relationship that essentially did the exact same thing to me, that was, like, my big, like, self-reflection moment where I was like, oh, wow, this is what it feels like to be on the receiving end of that. That didn't
1: feel nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and I've done that with friendships, um, Mm -hmm. even to, like, the recent years. And so I'm really trying harder now, um, I'm, I'm letting, I'm putting the ball in other people's court. But by taking space for myself, um, it, it's really helped me see like a clearer picture of who's just not in the same part of their healing process that I am. And learning to not ghost anymore, um, and not put that out there anymore. I'm hoping I'm giving off the vibe now that I'm not resentful of you. And I'm not holding a grudge of anything you've done to me, even to, like, family Mm -hmm. um, or relationships. Yeah. I just, I don't hold any grudges. Um, I'm a black sheep. Like, I do things on a whim a lot. I'm very spontaneous um, because I trust my intuition more than I trust anybody else's, which I think it should be. For sure. And so, because I trust my life path and the choices I've made, because they've only helped me heal and grow... I sometimes leave people behind. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to have those conversations. Of like, you know what? Your energy is just not really vibing with mine right now. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's always intentional that you do it. Because Never.
1: you just don't... You don't seek other people's, like, validation.
0: hmm
1: And so when you, like, live life that way, like, you're just living for you.
0: Yeah. And it, you're right. It can be very offensive. Yeah. When someone you're close to makes a huge decision without, like... At least acknowledging it to you, yeah, and so or confiding in you a little bit, yeah. right? Because that's like, what where's their headspace at, yeah. And so now, when I make those decisions, I will still confide in other people. I just take that as they need that from me, but I don't need it from them, and it doesn't actually influence my decision for sure. Which, like, like when I bought a new car yeah. recently, um, I consulted multiple people, and everybody pretty much told me not to do it. But I know it was the right move for me, and so I did it.
1: Well, and when I recently bought a car, I didn't consult with anybody.
0: No. <laughs> and it, it feels
1: really good. And I just told people after the fact.
0: Exactly. Because that's all that matters. Yeah,
1: because I made the decision for me.
0: Because you knew the second that you did that, you needed to do it. Yeah. It was the right decision for you.
1: Well, and everybody that I told was super supportive anyways. Yeah. Because I was so confident about it. Right.
0: <laughs> and the only people who might have not been for me or you are people who are irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Or they're saying behind our back's not to our face, and that's fine for me. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, you don't have to tell
1: me. You can yeah, talk like, shit behind honestly, my back. Honestly,
0: like, I don't... Go, go for, for it. it. I really, like, talking shit behind my back does not affect me. Nope. So, because it, it, I don't feel insecure about that, because that's a nope. reflection of your character and not mine. Yeah. So, Yeah, and if people want to make
1: me, like, the victim, or, I mean, the bad guy in their story,
0: like... Go for it.
1: Go for it. I'm totally yeah. fine playing the villain, because I have peace.
0: Yeah. Completely. <laughs> yeah. Because... I'm healed. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's me. I don't hold any grudges or resentment towards she does past not. trauma. It's very true. Um, and I hope anybody that is an ex friend or maybe not as close friend or family member, whoever hears this, I hope they really hear those words from me. Yeah. That I don't hold any grudges. I you I'm don't. just at the point where I just want to move forward with my life. Mm-hmm. And whoever's with me is with me. Whoever's not, it's not.
1: <sighs> no offense though.
0: No offense. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's just you're just living in yeah. in your light. Me not <laughs> hanging out with you
0: doesn't mean that I don't like you or don't want part of life with you. Yeah, I'm just doing me. For sure, love it. What was <laughs> your dream when you were a kid?
1: Oh man. And what stopped you? So my dream as a child was to be a mom. I. Always had baby dolls, Barbie dolls. Um, I was always like the mom of my friend group. Um, Even Steph jokingly calls me mom. I was going to say, I always call you mom. (laughs) Um, Just because by by nature, I just, I love loving people and being there for them and supporting people. Um, And I think that's a big part of why I became a teacher. Yeah. Was because, not because a big part of why I became a teacher is because when I do have kids I want to be able to have the same schedule as them I want to be able to never miss a sporting event of Mm -hmm. theirs I want to be at like their school assemblies because hopefully I'll be at the same school as them at some point right um and I just really want to be their champion yeah because growing up all the people that really championed me were my coaches and my teachers.
0: Yeah,
1: and I mean a small handful of my teachers. I can probably name three or four.
0: Right. Um,
1: but those are the people I remember who always just showed up for me. Yeah. And I want to create that for my for my children. Um, what has stopped me from from my dream of becoming a mother is my fear of the partner. I want to choose and I want to have a, a man and a partner who is loving and supportive and shows up for us. Yeah. And I've yet to find that. Um, I'm super hopeful at this point in my life that I will. But I've also kind of transitioned my mindset to a little bit. Uh, we were, we've always, I've always talked about this with you. I've always had a super huge cool. heart um, to foster.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: for kids that aren't mine. By birth, yeah. um, I feel like I have the capacity to love a child even if they're not mine like they are my own.
0: I totally feel like
1: yeah, you'd be like, like
0: the best foster mom ever.
1: I, I just feel like I could love the shit out of any kid that walked into my life yeah. um, and champion them and be there for them. And so my mindset has shifted a little bit. I would say probably over the last year that I definitely could foster and be by myself if if that was
0: yeah. you don't have to if that was what happened. Have a significant other to be a mom.
1: No, yeah. And so it's like that has been really cool to realize. Like fostering's always been on my heart and um, I actually had a girl I went to college with that she ended up fostering as a single woman.
0: What? I didn't know this.
1: Yes, I f I don't what? know if I ever told you this. Yeah she fostered a little girl That's got dumb. she was getting a massage got a phone call that, um, because she had put in the paperwork to be a foster parent just to see if she could yeah. on her own, she was getting a massage and they called her and said, We have a baby girl. She went down to the hospital, fostered her, and then ended up adopting her on her own.
0: Oh my god, I know, isn't that amazing? Oh, wait, she
1: was like a baby, baby, yeah. She got her as a newborn, the day she was born.
0: Wow, that's crazy, yeah, that's like super rare. And yeah, that's how you know they were just they were so like meant fostered to foster
1: her. Alone. Now this little girl is, gosh, I think she's like three years old and, you know, this girl has, she's getting married soon, has this guy, but she has, she created the life that she wanted and then now she has a partner that is like everything she could have ever hoped for in somebody, right? And so it's like, it's made me, um, maybe redefine what it would look like for me to be a mom.
0: Yeah. And
1: not put it in such, like... A box. A box of, like... Yeah. Or a container of, like, totally. this is what it has to be. This is what it looks like. Um, And so, I think that my dreams from childhood are very much in reach of
0: where I am totally. at in life. And
1: that's exciting. Um,
0: I think you're on the path for it, for sure. Yeah,
1: And it's just... It's really... Um, beautiful eye-opening I don't yeah. really quite know what word
0: yeah would depict would my
1: feelings for it as it accurately um but it's just really beautiful that it can happen in essentially whatever space I want to create it
0: yeah. yeah it doesn't take two to make a family yeah you can be all by yourself yeah and You're have community
1: on. in that
0: yeah yeah I love that like now traditional families look so different so different it's awesome I think it's so beautiful and I also agree that when you're in alignment with like your best self or your highest self you naturally go towards the direction of like your purpose mm-hmm. and why you're here and when that happens so much abundance and attraction comes back to you so when you put out like you know what I'm going to be a mom no matter what Yep. whether or not I'm a single mom or an adoptive mom or whatever then that abundance is coming back to you for sure um, I literally was telling her earlier how I experienced this with tattooing mm-hmm. and how like every client I've had recently has just had like the best vibe and like these great views and like our conversations have been so good and I'm bubbly so mm-hmm. I usually can like have good conversations but the energy but is they're just more in like alignment so with you
1: like their energy aligns yes. with yours mm-hmm. and I
0: realized it's because I've really focused on just doing my best and like i got kind of like thrown in a shitty situation recently and had i had a shit attitude things probably wouldn't have worked out for me but like to a t everything is literally worked out yeah without me having to stress and you've
1: learned how important it is to just be honest with people because when you're honest it invites that back
0: yeah so yeah i super resonate with that and i think that's super dope that yeah She did that. Wow. I'm going to go. Isn't that cool? I I want to go Instagram stalker. I'll tell you more about
1: her. She's like one of my favorite Uh, people that I follow. Shout out Alyssa if you're listening. Hope (laughs) you are. You're my dream.
0: You're famous. So Um, same question to you. So when I was a kid, I dreamed, um, well, I want to say of being a singer, but really just like being on stage. Yeah. I've always loved being on stage. Like I feel my most comfortable self when I'm in like a room full of people. Total extrovert, like energy. Yes. Um, and so when I was like super little, I wanna say I was in preschool, and we did a play and what I, I don't even remember what I did. I'm pretty sure I was just like singing really loud. So, of course, it was funny, because all these other kids are, yeah. like, lined up, like, yeah, being normal and singing, <laughs> and then there's me, and it gets to my part, and I'm just, like, going wild, like, it out, really, like, killing it up there, and instead of my family, like, praising me and being like, oh my god, I'm so proud of you, it was like, they'd make fun of it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so then people would come over, and they'd always show the video of me singing it, and like, now I look back, and, and it's instead cute of being and funny. a proud
1: moment, though.
0: Right. It was, like, shameful, mm-hmm. and even though I, I know that wasn't their intention... That was how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. And being a kid, like, they would play it and I was crying and I'd scream and I'd get upset. And then they'd call me bratty because I was crying and screaming. like dramatic. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm a little kid. And I, like, me being proud of that, even if it wasn't, like, good at singing or whatever, I was proud of it and, like, I needed someone to champion for me. And so it, like, continued on where, like, I wanted to be a singer. And I would, like, sing for my brothers. And they would sit there and be like, there's literally no hope. You're the worst singer Mm -hmm. Like, you, like, literally, like, you are god-awful, you suck. Mm-hmm. And those words, like, they mm-hmm. never left me. And so, when I was in elementary school, I stopped altogether. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't sing anymore, wouldn't do theater. My last play, I think I was in, like, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And even in high school, I took a theater class and completely, like, shut down.
1: While you were doing your yes, activities and things? because I
0: just couldn't, like, there was just this doubt in my mind. Like, I'm not good enough to do this. And now that I'm adult, I picked up instruments again, which I haven't played in probably, like, 15 years. And so I started playing instruments again, and now I know almost fluently three instruments. Yeah. Because, and it all came very naturally because, like, I really feel like my purpose is to align with music. Whether or not it's for other people or just mm-hmm. for myself, it's part of who I am and what I value. Side note,
1: I'm family with Stephanie, and I didn't even know until recently that she was like musically talented.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No one even knew. I mean, even with art, when I became a tattoo artist, everybody was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because I always doubted myself, like I wasn't good enough to do these things. Mm -hmm. And so I would never like, I was never confident enough to showcase anything I did. Even when I made cakes for a short while, which was like my best thing, that was delicious,
2: by They the were way. really
0: good. <laughs> so good. Um, the only thing my family really, like, championed me on was baking because it was something they liked
1: <laughs> because they, they a, liked treats. They would get the fruits of it. <laughs> and they it, So I was like, oh,
0: she's, like, really good at that. Yeah. And so that was kind of, like, the natural direction I took. And so, and even, like, in my career before, like, look at all the jobs I had. It was always in the food industry and around, like, cooking or baking or chocolates or whatever. hmm and so, now that I'm an adult, um, I don't hold, obviously, like I said earlier, I don't hold no, grudges. Don't. But it was a very limiting factor for me my entire life. Like, I'm not good enough. And now I have these clients who literally, like, praise me. And they'll come in here and be like, oh my god, I watched your video on this, this, and this. And it feels so good to be like, okay, so I had all that self-doubt for no reason. Like, I, when I was a little kid, I just needed to practice of course I wasn't good at singing but it's crazy what resonates with you right yeah because same
1: thing like I used to be in choir I used to love singing like we've sang together yes we sure have in the living room like some songs and stuff and And I don't have like a terrible voice no not at all and like my people in my family same thing used to be like you should never sing out loud
0: literally I've actually never heard you sing until that day I know, that's what I'm saying. And you've never heard me sing, because we've never... Yeah. We And, like, we both have,
1: like, okay voices. Like, we could actually yeah. sing a little bit. We can sing. Like, we actually sound pretty good together. Yeah.
0: Which is just, like, it was such a beautiful moment, because it happened so naturally. But even, like, yeah. to this day, I've literally sung in front of, like, five people. Yeah. And what's funny is, my, one of my brothers, who used to be a butthole, uh, <laughs> he heard me sing for the first time when I first moved out here into my apartment. And I was living alone when I first moved here, Um, before I had a roommate, and we were, like, drunk. <laughs> and he wanted me to play the ukulele for him, so I played a song for him, and I sang it. And he's like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck, you're actually pretty good. And I was like, yeah, and then, like, blew it off, I was like. Stephanie doesn't take compliments very well. No, I'm working on it, but I don't. We're working on this. Everybody who knows me knows (laughs) that I deflect every compliment (laughs) possible. I'm really good at dishing them out. Yes. But I'm very bad at accepting them, but I'm working on it. She's getting better.
1: Yeah. I'm proud of her.
0: I like acknowledge it a little bit. Um, I'm better acknowledging it about things that I agree with it like if like I really like a tattoo I did and someone's like it's a dope tattoo I'm like right like I it's know. fucking cool yeah. but if it's a tattoo that like eh I'm like okay with then it's like oh okay thanks I not know, stop it like how do I accept it <laughs> 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 that's funny yeah but yeah um, it's crazy that that all stopped me and now I'm changing it because I got back into music mm-hmm. and I it feels great and even like my mom loves to hear me sing now um, my dad loves when I play him, like, any of my instruments because he thinks it's so cool that I, like, I know all these instruments. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, because it's not something a lot of people do because they choose not to. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, by no means am I a professional, but it feels good. I sing for me. I got into this deep thought, I'm just on this note, I got into this deep thought the other day in the car, and I really feel like what sets musicians aside, like, you know the ones that are just so talented, mm-hmm. and, like, you just hear their music, and it just... It, Every song you feel hits it. and resonates, yeah. and then there's the ones where like they get like they're, like hyphy stuff and like they're, they're mainstream, they're popping, pop. mm-hmm. but then like it, they kind of die down. And it's like, the ones who are truly singing soulfully for themselves, like Adele, who truly sings yeah. for like her pain to release it. Those are always the ones who really resonate and stick around. It's very true, and I feel like it's the same in everything we do in life. It is like. Tattooing, me singing, whatever, like if I'm just doing it for me, it's gonna go as far as it possibly can go. Because I'm putting myself at the center of what I'm doing at all times. Mm-hmm. Super beautiful. That is. I like that. That was an, it was a weird ass car when I was alone. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just like in this like weird. Some of my
1: best thinkings by myself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just need like the space. Yeah. To oh. be me. I love I mean. that. Yeah. It's a good thought.
1: Everyone should think about that for a minute. I
0: mean, seriously, like if you just put yourself in the middle of everything you're doing, what, what would you do? Yeah. Who would you be? I love it. You know me. I think anything is possible. My cousin's yeah, like, she it's she like I could never tattoo him. Like, yes, you could. Yeah, I know. Like, so you want to tattoo my leg? She's like blind. The, the, uh, blindly
1: encouraging, but it's really. It's, I do. It's powerful.
0: Um, anybody can do anything. Um, the last one. If you could apologize to one person right now, who would it be?
1: I would apologize to my first two classes of students.
0: That was when you were at the old school, right?
1: Yeah, um, my first school that I was at. Um, My first initial thought was to apologize to myself um, for things. But when I really dig deep on that one, yeah, I just want to apologize to my first two classes of students that I had. All, like, gosh, like 58 of them, I think. Um, I know, it's a lot. I was super young. I was, like, 22 when I started out with them. That's fresh out of college. Fresh out of college, in a new relationship. Um, yeah. I actually think I was in... I was dating a few, maybe two people when I started there. Yeah, you were just dating around. Um, and you
0: just had moved, right? Or was it and, right before you moved? And it was right
1: before I moved.
0: I was, like, alone for yeah. the first time, besides school. But, like, for the first time out of your parents, that wasn't school Yeah,
1: and so I was just... Alone? Trying to learn who I was. Um, stepping into a relationship with... Um, someone that I had to bear a lot of the, the, the work and the responsibility, Mm -hmm. um, financially and
0: emotionally, emotionally. Yeah.
1: Um, and so I was definitely not my best self. I was very unhealed.
0: I was pretty angry.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and those kids were like an underprivileged neighborhood. Yeah. A very like hard, it was a harder situation, more stressful to teach anyways, on top of yeah, all of your other stuff. on top of all of my shit, right? Yeah. Um
1: but man, I've never experienced so much love before, and I wish that I was able to return it the way that they gave it to me. Yeah. Um I wish that I could have been healed for them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so that I could have elevated them. Yeah. And brought them more into what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a lot of regrets from my first few years of teaching. Just not being the person.
0: That you authentically are. That, yeah, that I
1: am. And the quote that really sticks with me now when I'm teaching, and I've had it on my desk since my. I've actually. I had it on my desk since I taught there. Um, it says, be who you needed when you were younger. Yeah. And it just really puts me into a different headspace. Yeah. And now that I've gone through a lot in the last six years of teaching and life, Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to show up more as myself.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I really just want to apologize to those kids because I wish that I could have been more for them.
0: Are they in high school now? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they were have little peanuts
1: I know They're uh, sophomores and freshmen At the end wow. of, They're almost at the end of their sophomore year And freshman year in high school mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I've ever loved anybody As much as I love those kids man. Yeah. They helped to heal me And Absolutely. show me What unconditional love looks like I mean these kids had nothing And would still bring me stuff Yeah and even if they couldn't bring me stuff they they'd write me notes and they'd yeah
2: they
1: they showed me so much love and grace um i am forever thankful for those kids they truly changed my life and um
0: yeah i'm sorry that i couldn't show up for them more can i give you um like an outside perspective on it yeah i really feel like you did a lot more for those kids than you give yourself credit for. (laughs) Um, Because, like, I know you. You are loud. And you are opinionated. And you, like, you're firm-footed. You, like, when you say something, you really mean it. But I also think you're the first person in their lives that's given them tough love. And tough love is a harder love to show. And it's a greater love to show. And it doesn't always feel good giving it. But in the long run, when you receive it, you know that it's more meaningful than just this, like, endless like, oh my god, bubbles, giggles, butterflies. Like mm-hmm. that's not real love. Yeah. And I feel like you were the only like good example those kids probably have ever had. Well thank you. You're welcome. I love those kids so much. Yeah, I I, I love really, all my
1: kids so much. Oh
0: I really feel like you aligned with them when you did for mm-hmm. a, a bigger purpose. Because even when I was like a kid, I remember those teachers. Like <laughs> the ones that were sassy like me those are the ones I liked. Those are the ones that, like, really, like, my one of my teachers, Miss Bascom, or uh, Miss Petty, who's now Miss Yerby, but, like, she was my sassy teacher. Yeah. But, like, that was a teacher that I hella vibe with. Well, I can go back and forth with and kind of, like...
1: It's really funny that you say that, because I'm just going to tell a real quick
0: story. Yes, please do.
1: Last year, I had a mom oh, boy. from... <laughs> so, her daughter is now a freshman in high school, and I had her, like four years ago when she was in fifth grade and she was eating something like that her mom thought was gross of course and she the mom took a video of her and she says don't yuck my yum (laughs) and her mom goes who taught you that and she goes my teacher and she goes what teacher and she goes my fifth grade teacher miss parsons don't and yuck my yum. And said it with, like, the most confidence in the world. Like, that's what she told me. Like, if it's yummy to you, don't let somebody yuck it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. First of all, I don't even remember. <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. That
0: completely sounds like something you would say.
1: Like, don't let anybody, like, tell you what to think or do. Like, you own yeah. it. Like, that sounds like me. Yeah. But just the fact that four years later right yeah. that helped her to that be resonated. confident mm-hmm. and like she was like don't yuck my yum mm-hmm. like I like this and it was just like wow like that confidence that you had yeah like that was so Beautiful. cool it was so cool to it was, like, watch full Circle. yeah it was really cool to watch and um, like you said it made me have a little bit more grace with myself
0: yeah it feels good to like feel your effect on people yeah
1: it felt I gave me like, myself some grace like Okay, you did do it. You did did the work. You did the best that you could with what you had at the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's cute. I know.
1: It was so cute. I was
0: going to ask you a question, but I forgot. Oh, I remember. Does it kill you a little bit inside that you can't fix their problems?
1: Yes. That was. I
0: would feel that way if I was a teacher.
1: That was the hardest part for like. That's why I miss teaching older kids. Yeah. But that's also the part that I think was really draining too. Is that like. I wanted to be everything for them.
0: Like you have the mentality of like a foster mom.
1: Yeah, I, so I it's want, like, I want
0: to give them a home. I want to give them. I place want someplace. to love you. I, I love want to you feed you. I want in. to take you home with me. I want to help solve your
1: problems. I want to make you feel cared about. I want to make yeah. you feel loved. Right. Yeah.
0: But so yeah. When you look at your journey and you look at my journey, um, a lot of the things that we seek to help are things we didn't have. For sure. And look how great we turned out. Yeah. And look at how healed we are and beautiful and wonderful human beings that yeah. really put their like foot forward mm-hmm. and act as examples. So. Thanks, you know, Steph. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Wow. We're so loving today. Uh, we're, so, we're so loving. <laughs> I didn't see
1: her for, like, four days. Yeah, we didn't see each other. It was, and, like, a like, little bit too long. She,
0: like, hugged me early and I, like, cried. <laughs> there
1: yeah. was tears in my eyes. There was tears in both <laughs> of our eyes. It
0: was a nice moment. <laughs> like, I'm not a crier. So if I'm crying, like, you know it's because I miss you. And I am a crier. I'm a, like, so. loving crier. Yeah. I don't cry when I'm mad <laughs> or when I'm sad. I cry when I'm mad or I'm, like, really happy and that's it. When I'm sad, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Oh
1: whatever. Eh, get It'll over go it. away. That's you to a <laughs> T. to a Yes, it is. Uh, um, so to ask myself, I'll say, okay, same question back uh, to you. I apologize Last one. To
0: one person, I would apologize to. Technically, it was my second job, but it was my first like real job, outside of like a family friend. And it was at Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, and we had a very small team, and the owners like it's it, it's a franchise, but it's like they're independently owned and so to the owners that was like their bread and their butter and I think then I was seeking work opportunities that were a lot like the values that were in my home but the values in my home weren't ones that really aligned with my personal values not to say that my parents values are wrong yeah they're just different than mine and I'm okay with that right because they're living their best life and I'm living my best life and we can still like you know get along yeah and so even to work, um, that's something I've learned in the recent couple years that I have to work somewhere where my values align. And just like how we talked about earlier in my young self not being confident in things that I find one thing I like and I stick to it, of course I'm gonna go to like food places to work. And the coworkers there got the worst version of me. I can like, there's things that I've said Um, That I don't necessarily want to make public. Yeah. But there were things that would be said in my home or, like, types of jokes that were made that were very clearly not funny, especially in today's climate. And I consistently think about, like, the dumb shit I would say to, like, get people to laugh. Yeah. And it wasn't funny. And -hmm. I think those were the first people to actually, like, be honest with me, like, that's not funny. And I was super deflective to that. Mm -hmm. And, like, no, like, fuck them, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. We do what we know. But, literally, it was was an unhealed version of me. It was a version of me that was a kid just moving out on their own and not understanding life. And only understanding... You
1: you had to be a certain way. Yeah, Yeah,
0: to get people to like me. And the owners were super harsh, which is, like, that's just their business style, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's their bread and butter. And... I understand why they're a little harsher with, like, the generation of mine because I've worked with my generation a lot and I know there's a tendency for some laziness. And so I can see why they act that way. But the values of the owners didn't even align with my own. Mm -hmm. And the climate they created in our store, I mean, literally I was their favorite. Like, they wanted me to, like, buy it from them someday. They liked that I was so mean, Mm -hmm. but I realized that I had to be mean so they didn't have to be the bad guys. (laughs) I was mean so they could look like the good guys. But all that did for me was set me back. And I made all these friendships. And even, like, to this day, like, one of my bestest friends from there, whom I went through, like, a lot of shit with for, like, four or five years, has me blocked on everything. Like, out of the (laughs) blue, blocked me on everything. And, like, we've worked together on multiple, like, different jobs. And I don't know why. Because when I healed from it and moved on from everything, then she did it. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was just like, okay. But like, I remember then apologizing yeah. time after time again and being like, I'm sorry, I'll change. I'm sorry, I'll change. It's like, I was the toxic person. Mm-hmm. I fucked up to all of them. Not to say they didn't have their own issues or do things that were absolutely wrong as well, but I was toxic. And so I would have left me as a friend too. Which we've all been toxic. Yeah. So if you think you
1: haven't, you, have, you need to yeah. look a little deeper within yourself. For we've real. all been the toxic person yeah. in a relationship or friendship
0: it's true it's really it's a hard thing to admit especially because like the jokes and the shit I would say it just uh, I was so unloyal and dishonest but that was also the way that
1: like acceptance was kind of earned in your household completely and so that's I mean you do what you know that's what you learned that's how you learned how people accept you
0: that's so true and then you were
1: in a new environment
0: yeah that's so true. and you were like
1: oh those those
0: same things don't work here that, no. Yeah. They, they really don't. And so, you know, I'm sorry to them that I acted the way that I acted and I mm-hmm. was the way that I was because I'm sure, actually one of them um, I had a college class with and we would joke around and call it our, our class together. Like I thought everything was cool because I hadn't worked with him in a couple of years mm-hmm. and he even told me, um, cause I messaged him and like asked him if he wanted to like hang out one day. And he was like, honestly, like I can't get over the way you treated me at Rocky Mountain, so like I I don't want to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Like we have class together and we can be cool, but I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, and that hurt. It hurt. Mm-hmm. It's a message I kept in my phone until literally like a week ago. A week ago, I deleted all my messages. If you've never done it, it's very freeing. <laughs> it's um, super empowering. Yeah, and all these messages. I and this is from two thousand and like fifteen. <laughs> 2016, maybe, like... Five, six years ago. A long time. And those values I had at Rocky Mountain carried me to when I worked at the restaurants, and then when I went to Starbucks. And at Starbucks, I mean, I'm sure some of my coworkers from then um, are listening. And even at Starbucks, not until I got to my last store did I really feel like I aligned with my core values. Mm -hmm. Because... I was just doing what corporate wanted me to do which was I mean it worked right I moved up in the company within like a year
1: yeah
0: which is very fast but I didn't do it the right way yeah, for you were doing my it soul for you. yeah no I was doing it because they saw like my work ethic and so it was just like bend and break and throw her here and throw her there and that wasn't good for me that wasn't good for my family or my relationships well and you were doing things that we're seeking other
1: people's approval which totally is not in alignment with who you are at all because you don't
0: that's not me you
1: don't search or look for
0: no outside validation that's why tattooing when i first started it was very hard when you're first starting right so like no one's work is going to be great when they first start that's just (laughs) part of like taking on something new but when I first started. I have some original art pieces on me. She does. I love she them. She really does. I love them. <laughs> You've like the OG, from my like, OG gun and everything. I love it. <laughs> um, but like from the early days, it was really hard to not beat myself up. Mm-hmm. Because you're not seeking validation from a boss now. It's learning to not seek validation from a client when at the end of the day, I want them to be happy with their tattoo. So, whenever I take on tattoos now, and, like, my tattoo work is really, even in the last couple months, it's just, like, grown tremendously, kind of out of nowhere. Really evolved. Yeah. And I I think it's because I'm finally learning to trust my intuition with Uh. that. Like, I'm reading the room better. I'm really, like, trusting my gut. I'm like, you know what? Even though they want this, maybe we should move it here. Mm -hmm. And just, like, just, well, maybe just see what it looks like in this spot instead. Well, that's artistic freedom, right? <laughs> and nine out of ten times, they agree with me. Yeah, but I think other people they come in either completely trusting their artist or not trusting them at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think you should have a little bit of both when you go do something permanent.
2: For sure.
0: Ask my opinion, right? Get like some sense from me, but don't just fully let me go willy nilly. It's not all or nothing. It's not <laughs> right because my vision for something on you might not be the same as yours and at the end of the day a good tattoo is when the artist and the client are aligned that's when it's the best tattoo Mm -hmm. and my best work recently has all been that like we both saw the vision and we brought it to life together and it feels so good to do that with them
1: and isn't that true too in like every relationship that we have yes like the more in alignment that you are with each other the more fruitful it is the more yes. that you both are, you know, friendship, relationships, I'm talking about all of it, not just romantic. Yeah. Uh, but the more in alignment you are and on the same page, the better the outcome
0: always is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's crazy to, like, reflect back. Because yeah. even recently, I've been kind of hard on myself for, like, past shit I've done. Yeah. And I've realized, like, if everybody would just, like, write down all the worst shit they did and pass it around a room. I feel like we'd all feel a lot better. For sure. About the bad shit we've done. Yeah,
1: and you you would learn to have some grace for yourself. Yeah. Cuz you're not the only person that feels that no. way. No.
0: <laughs> well, I I really don't like cancel culture and how things are right now. And it's like all these YouTubers, they'll say something that I I agree is not funny because it's either like racist, homophobic, sexist, whatever. But they said that ten years ago sure. in a completely different climate, and now we're making them pay for it now when they don't have those views yeah. anymore because they're evolved and they're different. It's like, or even like Kevin Hart's tweets yes. that he had
1: made, you know, ten years ago,
0: yeah, and jokes,
1: and then they brought it up when he was going to host whatever yeah. award show that was, and they totally like blackballed him totally. and took him off the stuff because like. Something old. Because we leave, a, unfortunately, in today's day and age, we leave digital footprints. Yeah. And so, you know, people are able to go back and dig and yeah. take things out of context.
0: But yeah, cancel
1: culture I'm not I'm super not
0: about cancel culture. I completely agree uh, with that. So just, you know, for reference, for anybody listening, like, show yourself some grace. It does, If someone has a history of doing those things, like, they consistently make racist remarks for 10 years ongoing, <laughs> that's different. Yeah. But if someone makes, like, one mistake or they fuck up in some way, just have some grace for them, but have some grace for yourself, too, because everybody has shit that they don't talk about or want to acknowledge.
1: And literally, I have yet to meet a perfect human being.
0: Probably won't meet one. (laughs) We have
1: all fucked up.
0: We have all made
1: mistakes. And so I wish that when we entered into relationships with others... That we had that more viewpoint more often. Yeah. Of instead of being so judgmental or harsh, being like, hey, I've done shit too. I've been the toxic person too. Like, how can we move forward?
0: Right. What was that quote I told you? It was like, the beauties in the struggle. I think it's like, the beauty's in the struggle. Yeah. But not in the reward. Yep. Or, I don't know, something of that matter. It was from a song you were listening yes. to. Yes you're right this it was a the j. Song. Cole song. Yes. A j cole song yes Jay cole song the beauty i have it stephanie down. said
1: normally she does not listen to lyrics which i thought was bizarre yeah. because when i listen to music i only like songs that i that resonate with me the lyrics of it and Stephanie's more of like the vibe of how the music feels and she listens to it and so it was funny when she said that because i was like wait you don't do that <laughs> so, but the quote was really powerful.
0: I'm looking at the song right it was now. <laughs>
1: really powerful. It was a good one.
0: Um, it's the song "Love Yours" by J Cole. I just have to find the quote. So good. This has a lot of inappropriate language.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to go through.
0: I'm like, wow. But as she's trying to do that, remember
1: the questions that you're thinking about yes. for yourself too.
0: Do you want to reread that? Here. Please hold. My face ID is not working.
1: Because I don't have her face.
0: I wish you could put two faces. Everybody wishes this. So, those.
1: what's one thing that you've always wanted people to know about you? And we also would love to hear from you guys. So, if you want to email us or message us on our Instagram, we would love to hear your answers. You could keep it anonymous. Say your name. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Um. So what's one thing you've always wanted people to know about you? What was your dream when you were a kid and what stopped you? And if you could apologize to one person right now, who would it be?
0: I love that. The quote is, there's beauty in the struggle, not in the success. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to leave it on that note. Yeah. Um, just moving forward. -hmm. The beauty's in the struggle, not the success. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel feel free.
1: I do. I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders, almost because I didn't realize it was there.
0: Wow. That hit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that that I I had that, and so Yeah. yeah, now that I talked about it and I named it. Um, I feel empowered that I I'm gonna change it now.
0: Yeah, because you're putting it out there.
1: hmm
0: Good for you. Yeah,
1: I put it out into the universe, and now
0: it's gonna something better's gonna come back.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah, Attention. super freeing. How do you cool. feel? Cool.
0: Really good. I feel. Yeah. I mean, I like talking, so I feel like talking in front of people is pretty easy for me. Um, but even starting to do these, it was just very like learning my tone, mm-hmm. learning my stage voice. Um, I've even, like, critiqued myself, so... In, like, positive ways. But for just, sure. just, like, you know, like, really, like, getting out my message more clearly. And today's the first episode. One, three's my lucky number, so, like, that already feels yeah. good. But two, I feel very free today. And I yeah. feel like we were able to get, um, a lot out there yeah. that the universe needs to hear.
1: And get more to, like, the heart of who we are. Yeah. So that moving forward, too, we can keep it more real.
0: Right. And, like, cut the, the filter that we put on for the world. Cut the bullshit. Cut the bullshit.
1: It's better. Yeah. I'm cool. into that.
0: Well, thank you for listening.
1: We're so happy you guys joined us. Yes. We appreciate you being here with us. Yes.
0: Like um, Lou said, email us, please. Yeah, email us, really reach out to, to us. We want feedback, answers. Um, Let me just shout out Celia and my friend Aaron because they both be like hyping us up, like the shit out of us every episode and anytime I have like a doubting moment those two have really come through so thank you for listening every time and sending me your feedback because yeah we appreciate all of it what would I do without it and we appreciate you here and uh this
1: community that we're building
0: we're really excited we're super excited we need a name for our community yeah (laughs) we'll find it one day Yeah. (laughs) cool well thank you guys for joining us
1: happy triggered thursday go out and be beautiful